I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Our buddy Ross Tucker is a longtime former NFL player. He is the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's really, really good. You can get that subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. And he's one of the folks behind my front page story. Uh, com, which is a great gift any time of year for somebody you care about. It's very, very cool. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Mr. Tucker, good morning. Happy Thursday. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I'm uh, I'm fired up. I'm doing another NFL game for CBS this week. I'll head out to, to Arizona a little bit later in the day. I got the Ravens-Cardinals on Sunday, and man, I, I've watched the game twice now, Bill. I don't think there's a team that's played a better game this year than what the Ravens did to the Lions. I mean, the Lions came into that one having won four games in a row by 14 points or more. In the NFL, like, that doesn't happen. And so for the Ravens, I mean, it's 35 nothing. I live in Pennsylvania, Bill. If it's 35 nothing in a high school game, they go to a running clock. <laughs> it's, called, it's, called, it's called the mercy rule. So the Ravens mercy ruled the Lions last week, which is amazing. And what's really crazy about it is they're getting it done on both sides of the ball. I mean, this new offense with Todd Munkin, who came over from Georgia, the, the Ravens really are starting to click in that thing, and Lamar looks fantastic. I mean, Lamar, at the current odds right now, I think he's as good of a MVP candidate as there is right now. And then conversely on defense, I mean, they lead the NFL in sacks. They lead the NFL in points per game allowed. I, I just think that – I think it's because they, they found a way to lose those two games early to the Colts and the Steelers, that by the way, they, they were the better team. They should have won those games. They just blew them at the end. But I think because of that, the Ravens are kind of under the radar. But right now, to me, they look like they're pretty much as good as anybody. Certainly the way they played against the Lions, they are. I love that perspective. And Ross, full disclosure, I have certainly not given them their credit, their due. I have been, I don't know, if skeptical at the level you're talking about, and they proved over the weekend is certainly an accurate description of my just sort of underestimating the level that they're at. When you watch that game and just pairing that with what you know about the Lions as you prepare for, for your, your, your game on CBS this weekend, do you think that's just Detroit running into a buzzsaw, or is there anything about the Lions that make you worried that maybe they're a little more fallible than we thought they were going to be? I'm not going to go there yet. I think it was just a one-game thing, and I would expect them to come out and hammer the Raiders on Monday night. You know, I, I, I can't remember very many home Monday night games or home primetime games for the Lions. I think they recognize that it's a pretty cool, unique opportunity, and their fans are going to be going crazy. And that's the thing. Like, whether you lose by one point or you lose by 30, it's still only one loss. And ultimately, in January, nobody's saying, yeah, but you remember in October when they lost by 30? I mean, nobody cares, right? You get to the point where nobody really cares at that point. I think the Lions are still very good. I think if anything surprised me about it, it would just be that the Ravens got the better of the Lions seemingly up front 
on both sides of the ball. That surprised me a little bit because I thought that was one of the Lions' calling cards. Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, we um, we, I hate the term must-win games, seven or eight or even 15 weeks into a season. So we, we were trying to figure out better terms for tonight's Thursday night football game for the Bills. Uh, people, we got can't lose. We got, I think this is a good urgent care game. I think they send you home or send you to the hospital pivotal game, home game, hot seat game, whatever the hell you want to call it. How confident are you, because they're big favorites, that Buffalo at home against a, what's the right term, feisty Tampa Bay team this year, how confident are you the Bills are going to just go in at home, take care of business, and, and make sure that they are heading in the right direction in terms of being above 500? The urgent care game, that's hilarious. It's I good, never right? i that before. I might it's have good. to use that. Can't lose is too close to must win, but I understand where you're coming from. Because you're right, I mean – it's going to get ugly in Buffalo if they lost this game tonight. And I think they'll win just because I think, you know, Josh Allen against Baker Mayfield, I think they're talented. But I don't know that you could have a lot of faith that they would win for sure if you're just basing on watching the last few games. I mean, they were terrible in that game uh, against uh, Jacksonville across the pond. And then even the Giants game, I called that game last Sunday night. They, they were extremely, or two Sunday nights ago, extremely fortunate to win that game. I mean, the Giants kind of blew it at the end of both halves. Otherwise, the Bills would have lost at home to the Giants. And then to go to New England, and probably the most concerning thing, Bill, it's both sides of the ball. I mean, on offense, they're starting slow. They're not playing very well. And then on defense, they let Mac Jones have by far his best game of the year. I mean, it's one thing – if it's one side of the ball and you feel like you got to get that one side fixed and maybe at the trade deadline they can add a piece or whatever, it's kind of a totally different animal when it's both sides of the ball at the same time. And so I expect tonight's game to be close. I think it's going to be a barn burner. You're right. You know, the, the Bucks just kind of hang around. I didn't think they played very well against Atlanta. They were fortunate to be around. Desmond Ritter had three fumbles inside the 15-yard line. Other than, uh, otherwise, the Bucks probably lose by two scores at home. But I still think, you know, the Bucks because of the way their defense is played, they'll find a way to stay in that thing. I, by the way, shout-out to Adrian in Maryland who came up with Urgency Care Game. It's a good one. Even Ross Tucker likes it. Ross Tucker here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Ross, it, it looks like it's not, it's not a lock, but it looks like Sam Darnold is going to start Sunday for the Niners against the Bengals. Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol, and nobody, as I understand it, that's ever been in concussion protocol at this stage has actually gone on to, to start. So it, for you, based on how the Niners have played lately, whatever's going on with Purdy, what is the level, if any, of concern for, for the Niners? Or it, it, would you be worried, and the Bengals are playing better football, would you, be, would you be worried if you were a Niners fan? A little bit. A little bit because, you know, you can have a one-game blip on the radar screen at Cleveland, really good defense, bad weather, and even with all of that, you know, you get banged up, McCaffrey gets hurt, Trent Williams gets hurt, Debo gets hurt. And even with all that being the case, Purdy still marches them down the field at the end of the game for, you know, what in the NFL is a chip shot field goal and the rookie kicker Moody misses it. So as a Niners fan, that one's kind of easy to justify. The Vikings won Monday night's a little bit different because even if you say Purdy was playing well till he evidently got concussed, what's up with the defense? I mean, you know, I know Debo was out and Trent Williams was out. Those guys don't play on defense. Kirk Cousins 
without Justin Jefferson, by the way, really made that defense look bad. I mean, Kirk Cousins was fantastic in a primetime game against your defense. So if I'm a Niners fan, I'm a little bit perplexed by that part of it. I'll say this. You know, I'm not happy and never am when a player gets hurt. Bill, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Darnold in this offense. I mean, this is like the science experiment that we all always kind of wanted to see. Okay, Darnold has some ability. How would he look in Shanahan's offense? We're going to get a chance, at least for one week, it seems like, to see it. Dude, that is such – yeah, It's you're right. It's such an interesting point. It makes me – I mean, it's amazing to me, poor Trey Lance, right? Like, like, if Darnold can be good or great in this offense, it's another indictment on that on that poor kid. This is a little far afield, but you made me think of it. Is there a legitimate route back for – he's one of the backups backup in, in Dallas – how does a guy like Trey Lance, drafted, if I remember right, Ross, I think three overall, how does he find his way back to even remotely approaching where he was supposed to be? It's not going to be easy. Um, honestly, he needs to play really well next preseason. He probably needs to get traded somewhere or be somewhere where he's a number two, and then he needs the guy in front of him to either get hurt or falter. Because I, I think – we're past the point where a team would bring Trey Lance in as their starter. And I think we're probably even past the point where they would feel good enough about him to have him compete for a starting job because of the fact that it seems like everybody other than him plays pretty well in Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's, that's a real bad look for Trey Lance. And so it's either someone who's really patient and develops him, and maybe that's what the Cowboys are doing as number three. But still, to your point, it's fine. let's say the Cowboys are developing him fantastically. Well, that's great, but he still needs to show other people somehow that somebody else gives him that opportunity. Or maybe it ends up being Dallas. I doubt it. But that somebody else gives him that opportunity. And the reality is most guys, you know, sometimes first and second round picks usually start because of where they're drafted. Other than that, unless you have like a ridiculous preseason, you don't only play until the guy in front of you gets hurt or plays terrible and they give you a chance. I mean, that's how I had three years in a row where I didn't start the opener, but at some point the guy in front of me either got hurt or played badly and they put me in and I stayed in for the rest of the year. And that's kind of the way it is in the NFL. Ross Tucker here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. Ross, uh, Brown-Seahawks, I, I think, is a really interesting game. We're, we're not going to see Deshaun Watson. It'll be P.J. Uh, Walker again. What needs to happen? Like, if, if, this, if Seattle wins this game and they're at home and they are, I think, three-and-a-half-point favorites, they're, they're favored, if they win this game, and, and given some of the things we've talked about with the Niners, at what point do we start to really take them seriously at a minimum in, in that division as possible division winners? I think if they win this game Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they got a really good team. You know, that that loss that they took in week one of the Rams, I think they just got surprised by Puka Nakua and Stafford. And the only other loss was in Cincinnati when they were clearly the better team. I mean, I don't know if it was three or four times they had first and goal and came away with like three points to show for it. They had a couple fourth downs where they didn't get it. Um, they had a turnover. I mean, it was a disaster. But they were the better team than the Bengals the last time the Bengals took the field. Seahawks are really good. I mean, they they won Sunday against Arizona. They were minus three turnover ratio, and they still won the game. They got a really good team. That corner, Devin Witherspoon, is awesome. 
That rookie corner, like, awesome. You know, I thought it would be a runaway for the Eagles' Jalen Carter as the rookie of the year on defense, but Witherspoon's going to give him a run for his money. He is a fantastic football player. I love watching him play. I don't say that very often about corners, but, gosh, that kid will hit you. Uh, I don't know what they do in Seattle, but they know how to draft certain positions, that's for sure. Ross Tucker just crushing it here on the show. It's why you're going to be hearing him on Big CBS doing games and why he can help you not be like me because I swear to God, every single Christmas, it is the 24th of December and I do not have a present for the people that I love. And I am one of those sad folks at Target looking for something that is in one of those picked over bins and I know I'm a bad person. Here's how you fix it. Myfrontpagestory.com. You can just do it like right now. You can just get ahead of it. Uh, Ross, for people that don't know, what is my front page story, and why can this make people like me look like more considerate husbands than I might actually be? Well, listen, that's the thing, right, is just get it done now. Knock it out. We're two months from Christmas. It takes a couple of weeks for them to write the story about your wife or your mom or whoever you want to get the story for. So just go to myfrontpagestory.com. Either fill out, like, a really quick email, four or five questions, or you talk to one of the writers on the phone for, like, ten minutes. Tell them how great your wife is, how much – she does around, you know, for the family and, and everything. They write this unbelievable story. You send them a couple pictures. It's framed. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's her and you and her and the kids. And when she reads your quotes, like, man, I just never thank her enough for all the little things she does for us. She will cry, dude. Like I've seen, I've seen probably at this point, 50 some videos of women crying when they get these stories. And then they send us pictures of them hanging up in their house. That's, a, that's the key to me. It's like it's the gift that keeps on giving because then they hang it up in the house forever. Myfrontpagestory.com. Trust me, fellas. Myfrontpagestory.com. Uh, Ross Tucker on the old X Twitter thing, whatever it's called, at Ross Tucker NFL. Ross, bro, you're so good at this. I love having you on. Thanks again for, uh, for making the show better. Of course. Anytime, Bill. Thank you. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.